And now, a presentation on the Mental Health News Radio Network. The Outer Limits of Inner Truth Radio Show. Ryan, that is a freaking awesome question. You are the power, and you do not need anybody's permission. He's the only guy that ever crawled out of a grave where people didn't go, oh, ah! Don't worry, don't be afraid, ever, because this is just a ride. You're, you're a great interviewer. You're one of the best. If this is the best God can do, I am not impressed. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Out of Limits of Inner Truth Radio Show, OutOfLimitsRadio.com. I'm your host, Ryan. Tonight, we welcome back to the program a powerful, light-being warrior. Think of Bruce Lee... Joan of Arc and Spartacus all in the same show. Oh my God, are you ready to rumble? Not only will she teach us how to partner with beings on the astral plane, she'll teach us how to use light magic, what that encompasses. That being said, let us begin tonight's show. It's a great honor to welcome back to the show Lisa McGarity, psychic medium. She's also one of our virtues. You can learn more about Lisa by going to two different websites. One of them is lisamagarity.com. Another one is envisioncrystal.com. That's Lisa's metaphysical store. And you can check out. She's got some amazing products, some products I generally use. that uh, They're awesome. Lisa, how are you doing? Hello, Ryan. It's so nice to talk to you. I'm doing unbelievable. Well, how that's fantastic. I'm glad you're doing unbelievable. Focusing on the world at hand. I know that uh, a lot of people want to change things and want to make things better. Do you find, from your perspective, with your sensitivity, that the chaos in the world is a direct result of individuals not being held accountable or not being accountable for themselves that have allowed themselves to succumb to fear, which has created an external reality? Do you think that the external reality for which we are experiencing right now is a result of a progression, part of our bigger sole purpose for being here is to witness this, or is this part of something that has no rhyme or reason, it is just one of the many outcomes that humanity could have chosen, we could have had maybe a different reality, but humanity collectively chose to go down this dark path, so what is your perspective? So, so you're asking me whether this is just chaos or if there's some meaning to it. Yeah, there's some I meaning to it. Yeah, and also if this is a, a result of individuals not addressing their own um, process within themselves or this is just people, you know, uh, the bigger reason for this, for why, rea- why our external reality is the way it is right now. Right. I think that the best way to understand this is that we have our individual evolution that each of us is going through what our individual souls are learning and studying and trying out. And then we also have as uh, groups, as collective groups, a journey and an evolution as well. So right now we can see that humanity on planet Earth is evolving into more responsibility. And I think that was the initial gist of your question. Are we, um, you, you mentioned being held accountable. And I think that this really is a time when people and governments and religious leaders, famous people, all kinds of folks are being held accountable for their own shadow because the shadow is manifesting outside in the outer world. 
So we can't help but see there's a lot of problems happening all around us every day. We're hearing about them. We're witnessing them. And I think a good way to think about that is this is what's unconscious within each of us and needs to be transformed and needs to be healed. So it's an opportunity, if you think about it. It's really an opportunity to start dealing with what it is that's happening on the planet that's unfair, unjust, uh, and uh, a violation of sorts. And also, if I can just say one more important thing, I think it's time to also start thinking about where the real solutions are. Because we're so focused, and I think that this is a factor maybe of the way we digest news right now and the fact that it's not just a 24-hour news cycle, but it's the Internet, it's social media. So all over the planet, people are looking at Facebook and, you know, Snapchat and Instagram, all of these. It's a constant stream. It never stops of information. We have to think about how we're processing and digesting and using that information, too. Because just scrolling, scrolling, scrolling without ever taking action in the three-dimensional world is only going to keep our pattern stuck. So I think more than ever, it's important to get off the Internet from time to time and to really try to take action in the regular three-dimensional world so that we can raise everyone's vibration and move on to the next the next era, I'm hopeful, of consciousness. I hope it'll be something peaceful. And when it comes yeah. to vibration, if a person is at a higher or lower vibrational frequency, does that have any bearing or impact on how intelligent they are? Because I think that I look around the earth, and Lisa, I see a lot of dumb people. I mean, I see. I know that I'm not the <laughs> sharpest tool in the shed. I, I generally will. Oh, you're in super the, smart, Ryan. Oh, Come on. You're well, ex- you have an excellent brain. <laughs> well, thank you. i got to confer that with my wife, who just has accused hmm. me of walking into doors and, and, and putting too much <laughs> laundry detergent in there before. But does critical thinking, does uh, general basic behaviors have any bearing on a person's vibrational frequency? Because if you see a lot of people that are just saying, oh, you know, let's just do something and we're doing it because we're stupid, does that mean that they have a low vibrational <laughs> frequency? Or does it have any bearing on it whatsoever? Is it is the vibration have anything to do with intelligence level as it does with the intention behind their actions? Right. I think, I think if we think about it this way, there, I believe there's something that is divine intelligence, which is the source of all knowing. And as human beings, we all have access to divine intelligence, but our vibration is what determines how much we can really receive and how much we can comprehend and how much we can act on. So I think we get into slippery, weird territory if we start saying, well, if you don't think like me, then you don't have a high enough vibration. I think that that's kind of dangerous because then, you know, it can just create more division and more misunderstanding and more bad feelings. But I do think it's true that People that are wise, people that have understanding of motivations or the motivations of others, people who have something that I would call sovereignty or personal power, they know they behave differently than people who don't have a great deal of access to that wise, all-knowing, intelligent source. They act with more freedom. They act more spontaneously. They act with more kind of personal power in the world. And the more people we have like that, the more freedom all of us will have. So. To me, to my, my point of view, that's a goal, is for people to all have more freedom on planet. Awesome. Thank you. And one thing I love, I've talked to you in the past, is you've spoken about your relationship that you have with your guides, that you're able to sit mm-hmm. and talk with them on a regular basis. I think it's so cool that you know you have a council to go to. And I wish mm-hmm. I could 
visually see some of the spirits that are around me. I only found I only found out that they're there when I get warnings from other people saying, like, Your guys are telling me that you're doing something crazy. I'm like, Well, why don't they just appear and tell me themselves? But they don't do that. Send a letter, send an email. Stop doing that. Send an email. Give me a sign. How about like putting something in sky? There's many different ways. Infinite consciousness, you know, you sign but Right. What are some of the ways that a person can also develop a relationship with their guides to have a, a relationship where they can maybe start to see some of their guides or have a communication that are more in line with you know talking to another person where you experience in the physical reality where you see you talk you can sense I mean anything that'll improve that communication well, I think you use the word see, and some people do really see when they're in meditation or in an altered state. Some people hear, some people feel. Everybody's a little bit different. So I think the first step to getting into rapport with your spirit guides is to figure out which of your senses is your strong psychic sense. Are you a seer? Are you a hearer? You know, where, where do you personally receive psychic information? Pretty much, for the most part, all of us can do any of them, but it's always a good idea to start with what you're best at. So if you're a real visual person, then my suggestion would be to spend time in meditation and let your third eye, let your visual field open up in that altered state of consciousness. If you're doing that with diligence, if you really put a little bit of time aside every every day, ideally, or at least a few times a week, you, you, you will make contact with your spirit guides. It's just going to be a matter of time. Some people hear, they're more likely to hear messages or sentences. And some people just get super, super strong feelings. And those feelings are coming through from their guides. So there's different ways that you can do it, but no one likes this answer. Everyone wishes there was a shortcut. But the real answer is you do need to spend time in meditation. That's really the way. And actually, one of the, I love listening to your advice because you've always given the straightforward answer. That's why I think when people mm -hmm. listen to some of these quote-unquote new age gurus that say, well, you know, you just got to do something. You just got to think it and it'll appear. You know, just imagine it. Just write, <laughs> go, put your vision board right on the board. I shall have it and it shall appear. You right. know, and I, I like that you're like, no, you, know, you got to work for it. You got you you to have to work at least a little bit. <laughs> right. At least some effort has to be put forward. Right. Are there any particular daily practices that you can do to initiate uh, communication with the guides? Do you, do you, do you should light a candle every day? Should you say thank you every day? I mean, sure. What are some of the things? Yeah. I mean, I think those are fantastic ideas. And even maybe to build a small altar. I always suggest to people they build a small altar someplace where they live, which sounds really kind of like wooey and, you know, kind of super extra spiritual. But, all it has to be is like a small corner on a bookshelf or a dresser where you put two or three things that represent the sacred to you. So that could be a seashell or a crystal or a candle. And then once you've got that sacred space set up, I would stand there for a minute or two, sit close by, and really offer thanks to, to the source, to God Goddess, and ask specifically the guidance and information come through to you. And if you do that, again, on a regular basis, it's like any other relationship. If you build that relationship, then the energy will flow more and you will hear more and you will have new experiences. That's definitely true. That's really awesome. And uh, some of the previous shows we've been doing lately, Lisa, I've actively been asking individuals what spirit guides, what m members of humanity have crossed over, and what even angelic beings, that people who are very pro-freedom who want to be in this fight 
to push back against the forces of darkness. What are those patron um, beings that you think we should start making connections with that we can work with? Because I wonder if, you know, if we got a portion of our audience to work with a certain being, maybe we can increase that being's uh, influence, uh, power on upon this planet, or do anything possible to, to push back. So I'm just curious from your perspective, are there any particular sure. things you recommend working with? Well, I'll tell you, there's two different areas. When you ask that question, two different things immediately pop to mind. And the first one might make you laugh. And, you know, you know me well, and you know that my birthday is February 22nd, which is also George Washington's birthday. And since I was a child, I've been seeing the founding fathers in my meditation very often. So no matter what you think about our country's history or whether it was perfect or imperfect, it's definitely true that those guys were trying to do something different. They were trying to create freedom here. So it's certainly possible to get into meditation and to make contact with the men and women, because there were a lot of women who were working behind the scenes as well, who built the country in the first place, and to really ask them to help us figure out what the future of this nation really should be. So that's one idea, and it, really, if you ask, it's very easy. Um, they will come forward. I've found that they come forward pretty strong and pretty clear. The founding fathers the, of the country will come forward? Oh, yeah, Absolutely. Absolutely. And then on top of that, I would say make a good, strong connection with one of your ancestors, because we all have ancestors who love us. And if you think of, you know, that person in your life, whether it was your mother or your grandmother, your grandfather, whoever it was, that really, really gave you a big dose of unconditional love. Or if you think about how you feel about your own children, we all have a, a loving, at least one loving ancestor somewhere in our line. And those ancestors want to see us thrive. So they're only going to see us thrive if the planet is at peace, right? So another good way is to go back to our own ancestry and ask them to step forward, to help us make wise choices, and to help us work for a peaceful planet. Because only with peace are we going to be able to grow and succeed and allow the next generation to grow and have great lives too. I hope that'll happen. And if you are connecting with a like an ancestor, what if the higher self of our ancestor who recently had a life incarnation as say your great great grandfather has moved mm-hmm. on and is taking on new new life if you are reaching out to a previous life incarnation of that higher self does that higher self acknowledge and appear to you and communicate with you through that person who you've come to know as like say your great grandfather even though it may also be currently having a life incarnation in the present modern day, taking on an individual that you may not be aware of. Right. I mean, the truth is, and if we get real deep with this, this is like, you know, extra spiritual, but the truth is all time is happening simultaneously. So that means we're both alive and dead. We're this incarnation and we're all our other previous and all our future incarnations all at the same time. And that the time and the separateness is actually an illusion. But even though that's true, I think it kind of hurts the brain, hurts my brain, right, to even think about it. So I try not to even, like, really, I just accept the the idea that I'm living in linear time, even though I know it's not the whole story, but I'm in this story at the moment. So when I'm looking for an ancestor, if it's not a personal ancestor that I know, I just kind of wait and see who steps forward, because every family tree has at least one uh, or more ancestors who have chosen to guard the ancestral line. Um, I tend to refer to these ancestors as elevated. They've, they've taken on like a leadership role. 
So it might not necessarily, you may not be hearing specifically from someone who was an incarnated being, your grandfather or your great-grandfather. You might hear from them, but you might also just make contact with an ancestor who's taken on the job of watching from spirit all the people connected by DNA. Did that make sense? Yeah. yeah. It really would be awesome. And if you really think about it, and this goes back to the idea of all time being now, well, are we really not connected to one another? All human beings all have human DNA too. So then all those elevated ancestors really all go back to one source as well. So it's another way to remind ourselves that we're not actually separated by things like geography or race or religion, that actually we are united and we do all come from one source. See, that's awesome you're saying this because I feel like in the world today you have these sociopathic elites that are trying to do whatever they can to reinforce the idea of separation. They want you to stand Absolutely. six or 12 feet apart. They, don't, they want you to muzzle your face, your mm -hmm. beautiful face that you were here. They want you to rat out on each other. And I just, I don't know, I don't, like, I was never a conformist. Most of my life, I have been a conformist. Right. But now it's like, why would you want to conform to this, you know, crap? And it just boggles my mind, Lisa, right. as to why so many people are succumbing to this collective toxic conformity. Do you, if you're looking at this, what is happening right now, and you just focus your energy and, and utilize your feelings, is it evil? Is it black magic that is? allowing this to happen are people under a spell that they cannot get out of because i know some people that are immune to this and others mm -hmm. they they've gone they, they're just gone i know i understand i understand what you're saying and i just want to say that there are those people who are conforming because they're in such a deep place of trust and believing that it's temporary and then if we all just conform for a little while then everything will be okay so even though I'm not happy with the current state of affairs and I'm not a big believer that standing six feet apart will stop the spread of a virus, that's, that's not really science and I don't really believe that. But I will say that those people who are conforming, I believe that a lot of them are doing it because they, they have faith that what they're being told is true. So I, I think we need to give them some space to kind of sort it out and figure it out just like you and I have to kind of sort this out and figure it out. I also feel that there's a real intentional, um, a real intentional, you're calling it black magic. Is it black magic? I don't know. If you believe the media is black magic, then maybe it is. But there's a real intentional message being put out, especially in our country right now, that is intended to keep human beings separate from each other, separate from their people that they love, not deeply breathing oxygen, not walking freely in the sunshine, not giving each other hugs or even shaking hands, but completely divided and divided from the source of healing and energy. That's a very serious situation. And I think that we all need to take a deep breath, pardon the bad pun, and realize just how serious that is. None of those things are good for our immune system. Our, our immune system thrives when we're happy, when we're socializing, when we're taking deep breaths of oxygen, when we're outdoors, when we're in the sunshine. You know, all of us know that that's what's good for our immune system. It's good for our immune system to run. It's good for our immune system to exercise. It's good for our immune system to participate in religious service, no matter what religion you are. But to talk to God and to be in community with other spiritual people, that's good for your immune system, not bad. So the message we're receiving right now is upside down. And I do think it's important that as Americans, as free people, as sovereign people, 
that we start to really, really consider the message that's being sent out into our country right now and maybe make some different choices. Definitely make some different choices. And when communicating with your guides, I mean, I, I knew this question was going to come, but th what do they say? Do they, do they say that humanity's fate is sealed at this point? Have you ever gotten any indication from your guides that say, okay, well, you know what? You guys had a window of opportunity to turn things around. Now it's too late. Now it's just brace for impact. And then, you know, maybe if you're lucky, for those of you who have freedom, you'll be taken off the planet in one fell swoop. All the, all the free people will one day get together. They'll have a party, and a comet's going to hit those free people. <laughs> the rest of the world will be in tyranny. <laughs> I don't know. Or maybe. It sounds a little, uh, um, a little bit like a movie. You know, or maybe all the freedom people will have a party, and then the whole earth will get nuked, <laughs> and we'll be the one place where it won't get nuked. Like, thank God. They're all gone. <laughs> I guess anything could happen. No, so far, no, I haven't received the message that we're too late. We still have time to turn this train around. So it's important that everybody opens up their eyes and their ears and their mind, does their own research, makes their own decisions. I respect anybody who makes a well-researched, intelligent decision. And, and I hope that they'll respect mine, too, because really, in the end, that's what it's all about. So... We've got it. We can still turn this around. We can. I want to turn it around. I want to make people mm -hmm. aware. But there's, a, I mean, I think there was reading this book called The Politics of Obedience. And one of the underlying concepts about it when it comes to tyranny is that apparently, eventually, so many people, they get on the take. They they just, they're, they're happy to take a bribe. That's why I guess when you have people that are comfortable you know, getting a government handout instead of working, it fundamentally changes their perception. What do you think are some characteristics, personal and professional characteristics of individuals that are in line with spirit or in line with um, unconditional love or have you know infinite love emulating from them? What are some qualities that we can expect to see in other people that are like this, even though they may think differently than we do, even though they may right. believe differently than we do? Right, because every, everybody has their own religious paths and there will be differences, right? But I think one of the ways I can usually tell where somebody's at and if I'm really going to have great resonance with them is if they are a person that takes responsibility. When you understand that you're a powerful person, then you also take responsibility. You say, hey, this part of my life is great. I'm going to expand it. This other part of my life I don't like. I'm going to repair it. That's personal responsibility. What is a sign that you're maybe not evolving, I believe, on your spiritual path is when you're heavy in blame, if you're in a victim mode, if you're living in so much fear that you don't take action, that's a sign that you're not owning your power and you're not taking responsibility for your circumstances. And on the path that you are going on, I want to say that congratulations on all your major achievements. Can I talk about your shaman work? Sure, absolutely. I have been um, expanding my practice recently in the last few years to include uh, some, shaman, some shamanism skills. So I do offer for clients curse removal, soul retrieval, soul healing, and any other kind of spiritual healing depending on what their situation might be. So that, that is something I'm offering to my clients right now. And in general, that's about a two-hour session, and I can do that um, as a distance service and I can do it in person as well. Excellent. And when you are doing these healings or re removing, what are you tapping into? Like, can you visually describe what is happening when you are doing these? Sure. There's so many different ways that spirit can, can work a healing. 
And when I'm doing that kind of work, I'm definitely working with helping spirits. Um, I kind of see myself as a negotiator in a lot of ways because I'm working That's so with, cool. It's, it really is what it is. I'm really with my own helping spirits as well as the spirit guides and angels and protectors of my clients. And we look and see what the issues are, and then we ask all the powers involved how we can fix it, how we can resolve it. So that's really what it's about. And it's beautiful work. I, I really enjoy doing it. And what are some of the things, actually not, sorry, I, my brain completely got hit, got hit for one second. Sorry about that, Lisa. Okay. Three, two, one. Lisa, are there any particular types of colors that you recommend people wear that have a stronger frequency to them that, uh, you know, somebody who's going to go about their day and, and, you know, try to become more spiritual or try to become more peaceful? Is there any kind of colors that you think have a certain uh, energy frequency to them? Well, I definitely think for sure that there's a reason New Yorkers are known for wearing black. I mean, black is a protective color. We don't we don't think about that as, you know, uh, the most spiritual color. But if you think about it, in many spiritual traditions, holy people do dress in black. And black is a culmination of all the other kind of colors that absorbs other spiritual forces. So that could be very protective. But each color has its own resonance. White is wonderful for maintaining a peaceful mind. So is sky blue. Red is the color that can give you energy and power to move through the world. Orange is a color that attracts great luck, and so is green. So each color has its own vibration. But if you're just looking for protection, if you're in a chaotic environment or you're in a hectic environment, don't be afraid to address black. Plus, it's swimming. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. And if you are looking at the world and you see the world, whether it be more peaceful or whether it be more chaotic, does the external reality of the world have any impact on the speed for which an intention is manifested into reality, especially if it's something peaceful. So I'm wondering if people people that are casting out peaceful intentions right now are having a more challenging time manifesting those because the external reality dictates that the world is covered in filth and you know the Bill Gates' evil stenches in the air. And I'm wondering if it's if it actually does something to the uh, etheric atmosphere that prevents things from manifesting or stops it in any capacity. I really see it right now as, yes, there's a lot of nervousness and chaos and fear being broadcast out into the world. I'm experiencing it myself when I go about my day. I am meeting up with people who are very afraid, are very nervous, are very anxious. But there is a power here, too, and I just want to draw everyone's attention to that. We're kind of between the worlds right now. We're in between two, at least two, different vibrations. And anything that is between the worlds can change the next world. So this is a powerful time. So I wouldn't say, oh, gosh, it's so hectic, it's so hard, I don't want to manifest anything. I think this is a great time to begin manifesting that your next stage. I think this is a terrific time to rethink everything, be creative, and really put your faith, because that's really what it is, into what you're trying to build for your next 10 years. What do you want it to look like? Because it's when we stop building the future out that we have a problem. So we have to keep those dreams going and we have to plan our next two, eight, 10, 20 years. And we have to keep building it with love and with faith and with belief. It's so important. And do you think or feel that the, the world at large is on the cusp of a transformation into freedom or the world at large is on a cusp into a prolonged period 
of lockdowns because I, I, you know, it's kind of strange that we had Sean Stone on our show yesterday, and he's saying that we're on the cusp of this major period of time where we're going to see the return to a lot of these ideals that humanity has lost. It's going to be a painful process, but we're we're there. We're actually starting on the turn to freedom. Mm-hmm. But the external reality dictates that well, people are stupid. And we're going down this rabbit hole where the these you know elite sociopaths, God knows who are backed by what kind of demonic entities are, are pulling the strings to pull us into the drain. So I don't know. I'm just curious how you feel about this. If you step away from evolution on a grander scale, where do you see it, or what do you sense about it? You know, I get frustrated. I guess like anyone else. You know, if I if I listen to the news or if I, you know, if I see some of the awful things that you hear about that are happening in the world right now, you know, I can be stressed out. I can be frustrated too. But when I step back from it and I'm really looking with spiritual eyes, I, I, my feeling here is that everything's out in the open now. It's things that were always going on, but maybe we ignored them. We didn't know about them. We didn't realize. And now it's front and center to be healed. So I do agree with uh, with your other guests. I do believe that we are on a breakthrough path and we're about to see all over the planet more freedom than we've ever had as human beings on planet Earth in any recorded historical time. I think we're here. Uh, it's just not, yeah, we just haven't quite gotten over the first hill yet, but we're very nearly there. That's awesome. It's Lisa McGarty, psychic medium shaman. You can learn more about Lisa by going to her website at lisamagarity.com and envisioncrystal.com. Lisa, I want to thank you so much for appearing on our show. And I encourage all of you out there, I consider Lisa to be one of my closest friends and trusted advisors and somebody who I just think that the world of her, if you talk with her, if you do a reading with her, you're going to get some incredible information. And if you work with her on some of the light energy work that she does, you're going to have profound results. So highly, highly recommend you check out Lisa's sites and contact her. Lisa, thank you for being with us. Thank you so much for having me, Ryan. Okay, everyone. That concludes today's edition of the Outer Limits of Truth Radio Show. Special thanks to our phenomenal guest, Lisa McGarity. And special thanks, as always, to our virtues. Ms. Carrie O'Connor, Ms. Constance Dallas, and our social producer, Jenny Misa. To learn more about the Outer Limits of Truth, please go to our website at outerlimitsradio.com. Until the next time we meet, my friends, I wish upon you an abundance of peace, love, and beers. Taking care, and thank you so much for listening.